Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, so welcome back to Sex, Love, and Psych. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again. We are on week three of full episodes, and if you're still with me, thank you so much. I wanted to start this episode off with a trigger warning. I'll be discussing a lot of consent issues and stuff, and I do acknowledge that that can be really tough to listen to for someone who's experienced sexual assault. But this is a really, really important topic to me, so sorry not sorry if I get really fired up and if this episode is a little bit longer because there's a lot of really important topics that I want to cover and a lot of resources I want to share with you at the end. So please just stick through it with me and we can get through it and maybe you'll learn something new. So first off, I wanted to start off with the five points of consent. So legally, in Canada at least, these are uh, different five different points of when consent cannot be obtained. So, first one, consent cannot be obtained if someone else says yes for you. So your friend can't be like, oh yeah, she's good, she totally wants to sleep with you, like just go for it. That seems pretty obvious, but it's on there. Number two, pretty well known. Uh, consent can't be obtained if abuse of power, trust, or authority. So bosses, coaches, caregivers, doctors, cops, counselors. This can also include an informal social power. So abusing the fact that someone has a lot of money or social standing, resources, or just even social authority... People can't abuse that to coerce someone into having sex. It You can't consent in that situation. Number three, consent can't be obtained when someone says or even implies no through words or actions. Saying no is not the only way to not give consent. Someone can say, I don't really feel like it. I want to go home. Someone can cringe away from your touch. Someone can just give a lot of space in between two of you. Um, someone can even just freeze up and not say anything. They can't give consent unless they are giving consent explicitly. And consent cannot be obtained if someone is a- unable to give consent. Again, it sounds pretty obvious, but if someone is passed out, if someone is super wasted or intoxicated on other substances. Um, Like, having a couple drinks and being wasted, we all know those are completely, completely different things. And one cool thing that I learned through a course that I did is that uh, the responsibility lies with the person inciting the sexual contact, if bo- even if both people are intoxicated. So if I'm wasted and you're wasted and I want to sleep with you, 
I have to be responsible enough to know that you are too drunk to consent. Me being drunk is not a good enough excuse. Last one is consent cannot be obtained if someone changes their mind at any point. Someone can, before a date, can be like, oh yeah, like we're going to go home, we're going to sleep together. You can sext, you can dirty talk. But if after that date, they just aren't feeling it for any reason at all, it's no longer consent. If you're halfway through sex and someone has a panic attack, or just isn't feeling it, just feels really uncomfortable, they can withdraw that consent at any point. If you try and force them to go beyond that, that is sexual assault. With all that being said, consent needs to be mutual, so going both ways, enthusiastic, so not begrudgingly giving consent, it needs to be freely given, so not coerced, and it needs to be ongoing, which touches on the whole thing where I mentioned it can be removed at any point. Uh, asking for consent for sexual touching, if it's kissing, hugging, whatever, especially in a first date, it can feel really, really awkward sometimes. And it can, it can, it can definitely be awkward, but I think that we should all practice this more. Because it takes away that gray area on both sides. If hey say if I say, hey, can I kiss you? You say yes, great. Now we're both on the same page, we can have a good time. If I say, can I kiss you? And I make a comfortable enough space for you to be good enough and comfortable enough with me to say no, then we might not be on the same page. But hey, at least we both know where we, each other stands. And that can suck and be awkward at first, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. Consent isn't just an issue that needs to be brought up on a first date or with someone new, though. Consent also needs to be a conversation that is had when you are in a relationship. This doesn't necessarily mean asking every single time you want to hug, kiss, cuddle, have sex with your partner. Uh, but it does mean that this is a conversation that needs to be had, preferably early on. But if it's, if you've been together and you haven't really talked about it, have it now. Just go for it. It's going to be kind of an awkward conversation sometimes, but it's one worth having for sure. So with consent in a long-term relationship, some people love the surprise, physical interactions, and uh, that can be under the physical touch love language, which I will discuss in a future episode, as mentioned before. But some people, due to past trauma or just not liking physical touch, those people might actually want you to check in before hugging, kissing, loving on them in any kind of way. This isn't an important conversation to have and an important thing to know about your partner, because... They might be uncomfortable without you knowing it one way or the other. And you might be uncomfortable without them knowing it one way or another. So this kind of relates back to the communication episode where it's just like, get that conversation had. You might learn something new about each other or you'll just find out that you're on the same page and who doesn't like that. Another misconception or kind of backwards belief about consent in relationships is that People feel obligated to have sex whenever their partner wants to, and they feel like it's kind of their job. 
This is not the case. People, everyone in a, a relationship should have the right to say no to sex whenever they need to or whenever they want to, whenever they're not feeling it. And this is something that can be really hard to not take personally, but not wanting sex can be attributed to things like depression, stress, anxiety, lacking in other areas of the relationship, like communication or quality time, whatever the whatever that person's love language is, if they're not receiving it, they might not want be they might not be prone to wanting to have sex because they feel left out in other areas of the relationship that are important to them. This is important to work through and communicate for sure, but it does relate back to the consent thing and not taking it personally when your partner says no. For one really good example of this in media on a TV show, if you look up the show Normal People on CBC Gem, I believe, my older brother's fiance actually recommended this to me. Thanks, Leah. But there are some amazing examples of what cons- comfortable consent looks like, it, even though the two main characters have known each other for years. The male lead makes sure to ask the, his partner, or even before their partners, uh, he makes sure to ask if she's okay with what's happening, and as well as ensure her that it is completely okay if she is not. So that leads into making a safe enough space for someone to be comfortable enough to say no. One thing on Facebook that I saw a couple days ago, I reposted it. Uh, It said a yes isn't consent unless there's a choice. A yes doesn't mean anything unless saying no is a safe and comfortable option. I know tons of people, male and female, who felt like they're expected to say yes or go along with sex, so they did because they didn't feel comfortable and or safe enough to say no, myself included, some I'm working on, but sometimes it just feels easier or safer to do it and get it over with than to face the confrontation or possible physical harm from the other person. This can be in hookups, this can be in relationships, this can be in any situation. And I think modern dating and kind of like the hookup, no strings attached culture has really contributed to this. And the there's a lot of social pressure and expectation on both people that are going on this date or hanging out or Netflix and chilling to have sex, that it makes it really hard. It makes it quite a bit harder to try and say no and put your foot down just because you think that that is your role in this interaction. And there might as there may as well be like this might be happening on both sides. So I might be feeling pressured socially into this interaction, but the person I'm with might also be feeling pressured and we just don't communicate that so we just both feel obligated to have sex and this can be really toxic and damaging to your mental health so with that societal pressure and the perceived expectation of the other person it can be really hard to have that conversation or try to back out of a sexual encounter But I think it's something that we all need to work on and we need to be more observant of how the other person is reacting in this scenario. If you're with someone and it seems like they might just be going along with it or they might be a little bit uncomfortable beyond just nerves, 
just stop and ask yourself if you've created an environment where they feel comfortable to say no. I've hung out with people who I would be comfortable saying no. I've hung out with people who I wouldn't be comfortable saying no. And I genuinely try to make an environment where the other person would be fine and feel comfortable with turning me down because it is not their obligation or their job to do whatever I want them to do. It's It's got to be a conversation, which links back to that communication episode, where we are both making sure that we're on the same page the entire time. It's going to start off awkward, but the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. Beyond all that, when it comes to areas of coercion, if you have to convince someone to have sex with you, that's not consent. If someone's constantly turning you down and turning you down and turning you down, why why would you want to put in all that extra work? I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who would want to go on a date with you or want to have sex with you or want to hug you or kiss you or whatever without you having to convince them. So why would you want to put all that extra work in to convince someone to be with you, whether it's in a relationship or sexually, when they've constantly already turned you down so many times? That is not consent if someone finally just goes, okay, fine. That is coercion. Because nothing gives you the right to have sex with someone or sexually touch them without their permission. Doesn't matter if you're in a relationship, doesn't matter if they thought they wanted to have sex with you, doesn't matter if you were having sex. None of these things give you the right to push sex on someone without their permission. And I will acknowledge that this is not just targeted to female victims. This happens to men and women, young and old, constantly. Like, when you see the trope about the older woman, like the mom, who takes the virginity of the 15, 16-year-old, of, like, her kid's friend or something, that's that's not consent. That's, that's underage, first of all. That's a position of authority and power socially over that person. There is that expectation, that societal pressure, and that is not... That should not be the goal for young men. That should be a source of shame for the older women, honestly. I've heard too many of these stories from men and women in my life who have experienced these things and they're constantly still dealing with it. One thing that I did learn in one of my sociology courses this past semester was about the dark figure of crime. And... Specifically in regards to sexual assault, I just wanted to put it out there that 95% of assaults, according to a self-report study done in 2014 in Canada, 95% of sexual assaults go unreported. So just because someone hasn't reported anything or just because the numbers seem lower doesn't mean that This isn't an ever-growing, still-prevalent issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, to, To really learn a lot about proper consent, I think we should 
all as a society really look towards the BDSM community. And I'm not talking about Fifty Shades or whatever that other movie with the boat scene was. Um, the real BDSM community uh, teaches us a lot about consent in situations like the bondage or impact play, which I'll touch on. I'll touch on all this stuff in future episodes. But consent is so, so, so important in the BDSM community that it is a conversation that is had before, during, and after any sexual encounter or like play scene or whatever you want to call it. There are safe words that need to be respected, especially between like doms and subs. And this is something that people consistently check in with their partner on, even if it's after the fact of a scene. If someone, someone will, it's a conversation that is had between the two players or multiple players, however many people there are, that's a give and take of what someone was comfortable with, what they maybe thought they would be comfortable with, but weren't, what needs to be changed going forward. And I think that more quote unquote vanilla people could really, really, really learn from this example. And just be consistently checking in with their partners. It is not something that needs to be awkward or shamed. It is something that needs to be embraced and communicated. So, I think that was all I wanted to touch on for consent for the issues. But I did also want to give a list of resources for people who have experienced sexual assault or maybe know someone who has or wants to learn more about consent and sexual assault and how to recognize and respond to it. So first, for the Edmonton area, there is the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, also known as SACE. The, they have a support and info line, and that is 780-423-4121. They offer counseling, court support, and things like public public education. I actually did a course through them, and it was kind of pay what you can kind of thing. I think I paid $25. It's called Recognizing and Responding to Sexual Violence. Uh, it's how to recognize this sexual assault in the people around you, how to hold space for people, how to respond when someone tells you they've been sexually assaulted and gives a list of a lot more extensive resources that you or they can use. I'd highly recommend it. You get a little certificate at the end. It was very uh, informative and just really helped lay things out in a way that made sense. Uh, there are various shelters throughout Alberta and Canada I can give more information on those if you contact me. Or there is the Canadian Association of Sexual Assault Centers that you can just Google and they'll help find a rape crisis or even women's shelter in your province. Uh, Alberta specifically has the Alberta's One Line for Sexual Violence. You can call or text 1-866-403-8044. If you're in the Calgary area, there's a Calgary Sexual Response Team info line, and that is 403-955-6030. 
And you can also message me anytime. I'm here for you too. I may not be professional, but I can send you these resources. I can send you uh, the five points of consent. I know a couple of really good videos. Or I can just hold space for you and you can talk to me about it. Um, no judgment here. Um, but yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, looks like I haven't gone over my regular amount of time. I feel like I kind of rushed through and talked pretty fast because this is kind of a difficult topic. But if you have any feedback, questions, concerns, etc., most of you have my contact information, so just let me know. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Uh, see you here next week.